everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lonnan. And this is Volume Up by The Tease. Hello, Salon Pro. You know better than anyone that in day-to-day life, your client's hair can take a beating. Damage goes beyond the obvious chemical services and heat styling to the environment, pollution, and simple everyday actions that can seriously compromise the hair. That's right. It's not just our bleach bonds that need a little TLC. It's everyone. And that's where Olaplex comes in. From their professional services to their famous take-home products, Olaplex targets specific concerns for stronger, shinier, healthier-looking hair. Using patented Olaplex bond-building technology, their products work from the inside out to help relink broken bonds and prevent future damage so that every client, after every service, can leave the salon with visibly healthier hair. While you strengthen and protect your client's hair, you can earn more revenue for yourself and your salon. By just using Olaplex once a day in the salon, you can generate $450 extra each month just once a day. That's on top of the fact that clients with healthy hair leave the salon happy and are more likely to book with you again and again. Try Olaplex professional products today. You won't believe the difference. Don't let damaged hair hold you back. Go to pro.olaplex.com or the link in the show notes to learn more and get certified. Get ready to transform your client's hair and confidence with Olaplex. So today we're going to talk about iconic looks. Um, Meg Ryan's hairstylist, the one and only Sally Hirschberger details in a recent People Magazine article, Meg Ryan's iconic hair then and now. And do you remember the OG cut? I hope you do. Of course. Okay. Of course. No, no, no. I mean, I remember <laughs> like 90s was peak scandal. Yeah. She's on the tabloids. So I'm like seeing her at the grocery <laughs> store with like the little fringy shaggy. I know. That haircut, honest to God, especially like in looking at this article. So good. So good. All of the 90s, early aughts. You know, I was scared you were going to say bad. Oh, no, it's... Because I had the haircut. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> totally. Your hair was that short? Oh, yeah. Um. So I'll I'll find a photo of it. Um. My sorority, like, headshot in 97. You're going to die. It's just... I can't believe that. It was full pixie-ishy. Yeah. Honestly, like, it's so good. It's PC. <laughs> like, she has enough product, but not too... I know. Ugh. But like it, it's so good. It like it photographs so well, and her hair now also great. I'm just gonna say one thing, okay? Because she's so known for the hair, and she's back. She's got this big rom com that she directed. Mm-hmm. She doesn't use that hair. Yeah, she's got like a full. She does like a bob, like a messy bob. So like, what are we doing? Meg? I don't know. Maybe she's like, I can't go back to the short hair. I mean, as I age, I also don't want short hair, even though... No, I know. Yeah. So... But it's like, I just feel like this marketing engine has been like, she's back, back doing what she loves. Yeah. She should have come in hot, real hot. Agree. Yeah. And it's it's not. So. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's one iconic look. Um, Another iconic look that's in the news mm-hmm. i mean obviously there's a movie called priscilla about priscilla presley your take are you into that look i am completely head over heels into that look okay yeah i mean i mean they're both both the meg ryan of it all and the priscilla you've got range but if i had to pick it'd be priscilla i would come out swinging with a bouffant Dark hair all day long. Maybe I should go as her for Halloween some year. I mean, you definitely should. <laughs> I I mean, that her, Priscilla's hair and especially like 60s, 70s Priscilla. So, so good. So enduring. And I actually want to see the movie. I mean, it's directed by Sofia Coppola. So I have high hopes for it. What about you? Well, my wife has seen it. Um, and she liked it a lot. Okay. All good things. All good things. It's just, yeah. Well, I'm, right. one day maybe I'll make it to a movie theater to see it as well. Can't have both of us go. Maybe when you stop consuming Barbie. <laughs> oh, never, never, never. <laughs> Not in this household. Any other, like when you were, I mean, so you had the Meg. Yeah. You had, I, I didn't, I don't think I had, like, I grew up with like the boy band. No frosted tips. Oh, for sure. I was going to say, so Okay. frosted tips for sure. And I also have <laughs> curls. So mine were more like the Justin, Ooh. like dried ramen noodle curls. Ooh. You know, that wasn't great. Um, But I don't think there's been as like growing up, I didn't have like male hair icons. Okay. Now there's so many guys that have like really great hair. Yeah. Yeah. The early aughts were not a good time for, for young men in hair. Yeah, it was focused on women and hair. We'll we'll take it. Yeah, which, yeah, well, yeah. Let the women win. Alas. 
Uh, on our last episode, we talked with David Recuglia. David is a man of many titles and accomplishments, company founder, entrepreneur, and renowned photographer. But his first professional title was a hairstylist. In 1994, frustrated by the lack of grooming options on the market, but inspired by what he recognized as a true need, David founded American Crew. American Crew quickly established itself as the leading manufacturer of quality salon products for men. Today, American Crew continues to be the leading professional men's grooming brand in the world. That was quite an interview. What a legend. Oh my God. An icon, truly. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions to volume up at thetees.com. This week, we're talking with John Maroney. With over 35 years in hairdressing, John has had the unique opportunity to work at virtually every level of the industry. Working behind the chair for many years, John fell in love with helping other stylists through education. As a part-time educator for brands such as Sebastian and Aveda, he began to look for an opportunity to work full-time in brand education. Starting with the Aveda Corporation in the early days of the brand, he eventually became the global director of education, reporting to Horst Reckelbaker. The next phase of his career led him to Los Angeles, where he spent the next 14 years leading global education for Sebastian and then Wella P&G Salon Professional. Joining Cal Salon Division in 2011, John has led the company's global education and communication efforts, as well as serving as the global creative director for Goldwell, KMS, Ferris, and Carousilk. He's now the VP of global education and customer experience for Olaplex. You know, and leave it to Olaplex, they're everywhere. I was at the PBA Executive Summit in Arizona last week, and they were one of the main sponsors. So excited for you to hear this convo. And speaking of the conference, there was a lot of talk about AI. Oh, yeah. And industry leaders coming to the table. This is how we're using it or how it can be used in our industry. What are your general thoughts on that for our industry, Jeff? I mean, so you and I talked a little bit off pod. Yeah. It sounds like things were like optimistic and rosy. I go dark. Ooh. Like I'm scared for AI mm -hmm. in general, like as an existential threat. Yeah. Um, it seemed like everybody was excited about harnessing it for good, which I'm also excited about. And yeah, like it, it sounds like there's a lot of potential for good and less emphasis on the bad. Um, but what did your, what were your takeaways? Yeah. I mean, I, I, share your sentiment. I think there's a lot of scary things out there that would and could take over some of the high touch point um, industries. Luckily, ours is a high touch point industry. And I don't believe that AI will ever technically or tactically or tactilely, mm -hmm. I guess, take over the art of hairdressing. I hope not. <laughs> um, you know, their point was some of these softwares that are out here now to help streamline efficiencies from a customer service perspective and really process improvement and operation. So I do believe that there are some, some things that come in there for sure. But AI is here. And even though you go dark, it's, it's coming for us. I hate to say it. Yeah, it's coming for us all. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited that there are people that are passionate about doing the right thing with it. Yeah. And excited about what can happen for our industry. It's such a cool thing. And I'm glad that it was a focus of the summit. It was. So let's talk about things that are trending on our site. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week uncovering industry news, looking into trends, and diving into brands that you don't know but should. And here are some of our favorite stories. First up, a heartwarming one. Strands for Trans co-founders Javier Cruz and JP Gomez on the importance of creating salon spaces where everyone feels safe and welcome. For many individuals, salons and barbershops are a safe haven for self-care. But for members of the transgender community, these establishments can be a source of extreme discomfort and even trauma. As hair salons and barbershops have generally been very gendered spaces, salons for women and barbershops for men, trans people can feel unsure and uncomfortable about using them. Not to mention, there's also the added concern about the potential discrimination that they could face during their salon or barbershop visit, which could come in the form of misgendering or even refusal of service. Thankfully, Strands for Trans is working hard to address this important issue and ensure that salons as well as barbershops are a safe space for all. Since it's launched in 2017, the nonprofit organization has spearheaded a now global movement to end discrimination against trans people in salons and encourage the creation of a more welcoming, trans-friendly environment at these spaces. As part of their campaign, Strands for Trans co-founders Javier Cruz and JP Gomez created the world's first digital registry of trans-friendly salons and barbershops around the world, and the T's spoke with Cruz and Gomez about the evolution of their vision for the organization, the role education plays in addressing the lack of trans-friendly salons and barbershops, and their advice for businesses seeking to create safe and affirming spaces. To learn more about the incredible work that Strands for Trans is doing in the salon industry and beyond, head to thetees.com. Kelly, is this not 
so important. What did you think of this piece? I mean, it's so important. And a lot of the things, you know, and recommendations, it's like, why aren't we, why aren't we doing this across the globe, if you will? I mean, number one, make your menu gender neutral. Mm-hmm. It is an interesting thought that this is just now emerging as something that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also use your pronouns, introduce yourself with pronouns, display them by your station. Um, and then avoid using gender language, gendered language like feminine or masculine and rather things like blunt, soft, round, square. And so there is some meaty information in this this interview and article. So I encourage you all uh, listening to check it out on our site. Make sure you do. All right. Next up, something that we are also really excited about on the tease is coming from a new contributor. Uh, the title is Gentle Styling, A New Way to Love Your Natural Hair. For years, protective styles have been the go-to way to style natural hair. These styles include braids and twists with extension hair, weaves, high, mid, or low ponytails with added hair, which can be stylish, versatile, and easy to maintain. But for some people, protective styles can also be damaging. That's where gentle styling comes in. Gentle styling is a new approach and term coined by Aaron H. Maben, the contributor, and it refers to styling natural hair that focuses on minimizing damage and promoting growth. It focuses on being mindful of the hair's needs and avoids practices that can cause damage. Head to thejuice.com to learn more about gentle styling. I'm loving this concept. Isn't it great? Like, can we all be more gentle? What's your take? Yeah. I mean, anything that's like shifting our perspective and is related to our well-being, I think that (laughs) I'm here and I'm interested in it. I love the term gentle styling. Um, You know, again, making sure that the scalp is intact. There's not tension or oversaturation of products. I think um, it's something worth considering adding to our vocabulary uh, from a pro perspective. Oh, love that. Love it. All right. Now we've talked about this transformation probably too many times. I'm obsessed with it. And I'm glad <laughs> that it is finally materialized into a dot-com piece because there's been lots of social excitement. Um, the article is called How to Recreate One of Dulce Maria's Most Iconic Roberta Pardo Hairstyles. This is going to require a little bit of an explainer, which we do on the site. And I'm going to do it right now. Um, here we go. We heard that RBD is back, so naturally we had to recreate one of our favorite Rebelde hair looks. For those of you who don't know, Rebelde is a popular early 2000s telenovela partially about Mexican teens living out their pop star dreams in a band called RBD. Rebelde. Rebelde. These things connect in Spanish. Wow. I like this. (laughs) The cult classic teen series and real life band spawned an entire generation of diehard lifelong fans. The RBD phenomenon had outfits, style, and hair as iconic as their show's plot lines and musical hits. Whether you've watched the telenovela or seen a music video, one glance at this group and you know that they were trendsetters. And now, 19 years later, after Rebelde first aired, the band has come together for a global reunion tour. RBD's return has led to an explosion of online appreciation for the group, particularly their early aughts-era beauty and hair choices, which our social media editor began to notice. LA-based hairstylist Belen Gomez, who grew up watching the show, posted a number of looks that were reminiscent of one of the main characters and band members. Our social media editor got in touch with Belen, and a month later, she had an appointment for an RBD-inspired hair transformation, which later went viral. She, our social media editor, Adriana, interviewed Belen about the look, including the inspiration, formula, and maintenance. Head to thetees.com to learn all about it. Firstly, the hair is incredible. Without having any of this context to what the hell was going on, <laughs> what, what's your take? What what do you think about this? I mean, now knowing what you know, this is one of those before and afters that you're like, I mean, Belen Gomez talent is absolutely incredible. This is one of those looks that you're like, wait, you do a double take, a triple take, and then you've got to get into it. And I love the colors used um, called Rock Lobster, Peach Fuzz, Steal My Sunshine. I mean, it just makes it more charming, doesn't it? It's so good. Um, (laughs) I'm obsessed with it. Obviously, I'm obsessed with the show and the initial look. And we all work together to make this thing happen. Um, The question, Kelly. Yeah. Would would you ever do something this dramatic? You know. Could we imagine? I've got to say, I really, really loved it. I don't know if I could go all of the different sections of striping but what if i showed up with just one sassy stripe across like the nape of my neck i mean pretty cute pretty cute i, I mean <laughs> we've got someone 
that could make this happen for you. So let's let's see. I I would die. It would be the coolest thing ever. Um, but yeah, shout out to the entire team for that one. Go to the tease.com to read more about it. And there's gonna be a follow-up piece because again, this thing went viral and we're excited. We're here for the viral moment. <laughs> Mm-hmm. As always, so much going on over at thetease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about. Next up, my conversation with John Maroney. With over 35 years in hairdressing, John Maroney has had the unique opportunity to work at virtually every level of the industry. On a break from university studies, he enrolled in beauty school at the suggestion of a friend, not realizing at the time he would spend his entire adult life in this exciting and creative field. Working behind the chair for many years, John fell in love with helping other stylists through education. As a part-time educator for brands such as Sebastian and Aveda, he began to look for an opportunity to work full-time in brand education. Starting with the Veda Corporation in the early days of the brand, he eventually became Global Director of Education, reporting to founder Horst Reckelbaker. The next phase of his career led him to Los Angeles, where he spent the next 14 years leading global education for Sebastian and then with Wella and P&G Salon Professional. Joining Cow Salon Division in 2011, John headed the company's global education and communication efforts, as well as serving as Global Creative Director for Goldwell, KMS, Veris, and Carasilk. He is now the Vice President of Global Education and Customer Experience for Olaplex. All right. So we're going to start with the beginning. We're going to go with your background. Tell us about how you got started in the professional beauty business. Well, um, you know, like everybody else, you know, you sort of end up either in it by design or by accident. Fair. I've talked to so many hairdressers and stylists over the years that are like, I have wanted to be a stylist since... I was two years old and cutting my Barbie's hair. That wasn't me. I fell into hairdressing completely by accident. I had gone to Catholic school for 12 years. So, you know, I never got to go off campus and, you know, do things like that. So by the time I got to college and I was studying because I wanted to go into clinical psychology. And so by the time I got to college and they were like, come to class, don't come to class. It's up to you. You're a grown up. I was like, woo. <laughs> and, you know, off I would go, you know, just enjoying college life. And so I realized by the end that maybe I need to take a little break because obviously I was sort of not focusing on the academics. So I basically stopped going to university and a friend of mine had been going to beauty school. And he was having a blast. I'm like, yeah, okay. Wow. I was helping like apply. (laughs) And actually this was now, mind you, this is 1983. I was helping him apply a Sebastian cellophanes to it. (gasps) And we were in his bathroom and he was still in school. And I'm looking at myself and I'm applying this. I'm like, yeah, I look good. I'd make a dresser. Yeah, I look good. (laughs) And so I went to beauty school and I found out I was, you know, good at it. Mm -hmm. And so I worked behind the chair for about six or seven years. But what really, really got me was when I got sort of bitten by the education bug. And what's interesting is, is that I had never had any desire. I didn't like getting up in front of people or speaking. I didn't like doing, you know, I was never in drama in school. I didn't do anything like that. But suddenly this idea of being able to go and share experiences and help other hairdressers learn. So I started doing it for my local distributor. In fact, the first class I ever did was a Sebastian Cellophane's class. Mm. And then, you know, this would have been in about 1988 or something like that. I um, I found this very tiny little line from a very small distributor and I fell in love with it. And that brand was called Aveda. Oh. And so I started with Aveda when there was about 25 products and a makeup line. And um, I just was absolutely in love. And I became completely Avedaized and grew with the company. I was an educator for them. And then I became a sales consultant for the distributor. And then I joined Aveda Corporate as a regional educator. Um, And like five or six years later, I was the global director of education. And I just just the idea of being able to work with stylists um, all over the country, all over the world. Yeah. And that's why, you know, um, uh, for literally 40 years later, 
I'm still in this industry because I love working with, I love watching stylists. I love seeing the hair they create. I love helping them, you know, achieve their dreams and however I can. And, you know, working with amazing brands, you know, I've worked with Aveda and after Aveda, I went to Sebastian International, which was another huge innovative change agent. Yeah. This was back in the nineties. And then we were acquired by Wella. And so I worked with Wella for many, many years until for the last um, 12 to 13 years before I joined Olaplex, I was working with Kaosan Division, working with Goldwell, uh, KMS, and Orbe at the global level um, as the global creative director and education leader. So I, I don't know. I just love it. I And I think to myself, you know, do you want to keep doing this? And I, I just can't think about doing anything else, you know? Yeah all from falling into it by accident because I didn't feel because I was cutting class at university, <laughs> you know, and, and just to note on that, whether it's sort of germane for your listeners or not, but, you know, I, I went back, ultimately, I went back to college and I got my degree oh. because, you know, it was important. I needed a distraction then, but I knew now that I had more focus in my life, I went back and it's, it's interesting to me that even today when, you know, I'm in a group, you know, networking and professional groups and people say, well, what do you do? And I always say, well, I'm a hairdresser because at the very core of it, I'm a hairdresser. And, yeah. you know, even today I still get people like, oh, oh, I thought you would have like, you know, gone to college and gotten a degree. I said, well, I did do that, but yeah, I did after being a hairdresser. So it's interesting how there's still a little bit of a disc with people. But, oh. you know, I think more and more, we've made so much progress as an industry in showing value, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether it is because of the type of work we do or how we do it. Um, but I think we're still, you know, fighting for the recognition. Anyway, sorry, I'll get off that box. But no, no, I'm on the same soapbox. I mean, the T's we all collectively are. I mean, my mom was a stylist and salon owner for 40 years. And so I grew up knowing and believing that it was an incredible profession to go into an incredible industry. And I'm very blessed to be in the industry now. My brother was as well. But I think we're on a mission here to, you know, from your grandfather to your guidance counselor, for everyone to know that this is a viable, incredible profession to pursue. And so we've come a long way, but we've got some work to do, certainly post-pandemic as well. But I think even... A lot of people, when they step into the industry, they don't realize how many directions it could lead. Because if you look across globally, across the professional beauty industry, you know, staying behind the chair is only one path. Right. And I I have to tell you that I know stylists that are still working behind the chair 30, 35, 40 years later Mm -hmm. and loving going to work every day. And I'm like, bless your hearts. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, it's physical. I mean, I got sick of my jokes, you know, <laughs> like the same jokes, you know, to every client. I got sick of myself, but these people love it. But I mean, going, I know hairdressers that have gone into marketing that have become CEOs that have founded brands and things like that. Yep. But the possibilities are endless in this industry. Yeah. So well said, well stated. And you're a great example of it, right? I mean, it is kind of an, a traditional, a, a non traditional path that you first got your license, then went back to school. But your career has taken on so many different levels and avenues too. I've been very fortunate. I think I've done just about every job in the professional beauty industry. Wow. I I literally think I've done just about everything. I've done sales, marketing, education, operations, product development, you know, it's, and I'm just fortunate because I got to experience all of these with the amazing um, brands and um, organizations I've worked with. And it sounds like, you know, back from, you know, heyday of Sebastian, certainly, then into Cow and now to Olaplex, you've really, you've got these pillars within your career with these innovative brands, as you mentioned. I, I, you're absolutely right. You know, as I look back on my career, yeah. you know, what, what I really have been drawn to is innovation. Yeah. And I think that it's not just innovation in terms of, product formulation or things like that. It's about companies that are change agents. You know, Aveda was a change agent right? in helping people to understand the mission about personal and planetary wellness. 
Sebastian was a change agent in terms of, you know, being one of a handful of companies that put creativity, stylist creativity above all else, you know, Goldwell and and Cow with their R&D innovation, et cetera. And now Olaplex, which I am so blessed and fortunate to have landed with this company because I have to tell you that this brand is a once in a generation phenomenon, the likes of which we have not seen in a very long time in our industry. And I say that as a stylist um, and as a person who's been in, in the manufacturing game for a long time. Yeah. You know, I think you'd have to go way back to when something like when Vidal Sassoon took us out from the roller sets and in hair cutting took it out from the hood dryers and into blow dryers. Yeah. I mean, that was a fundamental shift in our industry and, and an innovation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so blessed to have been able to work with all these innovative brands and people. And people, right? Because once you stay, once you're in the industry, you're locked in. I mean, you're not going anywhere. You may bump from brand to brand or or position to position, but it's a very difficult industry to leave because of all of those things. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we are so fortunate in this industry. You know, I've, you know, worked and been with some of the, the larger parent companies that I've been a part of. I've been able to see retail businesses or different kind of categories and things like that. Yeah. And I have to tell you, you know, it's all very exciting. And you know, you're when you're dealing with big, big retailers that, you know, the stakes are really high and the pressure is on. And, you know, it's a that is that is hard work. Oh yeah. And you know, it's funny when you get people from those types of categories that come into the profession beauty and they meet the people in our industry. They meet the stylists because mm-hmm. it's not just about working with buyers. It's about working with all of these wonderful relationships that we have in our industry. And yeah, like you said, once you get into this industry, it is so much fun and so rewarding yep. on so many levels. It's it's really tough to leave. Yeah, it is. And we probably have mutual connections that have left and then came right back. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so now today, tell us what you're up to. What is your role at Olaplex? Um, well, thanks. Um, my role is the vice president of global education. Okay. So what I oversee is anything having to do with our core curriculum, product information, okay. and putting that together into a curriculum that we can take out and train hairdressers, sales consultants, educators, worldwide. Okay. And that's really exciting because one of the things I love doing is creating structure and creating education that is rewarding for the hairdresser. I mean, you know, we've all sat through product knowledge classes and we've all sat through things where like, oh God, not another product knowledge class. (laughs) And so just being able to use the experience and the things that I've learned over the years and working with this incredible team, we're really working to create education that is rewarding, that is stimulating, that is inspiring. um, And most of all, that it's relevant and useful. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not difficult. And I think sometimes we love to overcomplicate things in our industry because we're hairdressers and we embellish and we embellish, (laughs) we we fill in the spots. And I, I love that you know, ever since the pandemic, I think that I think we've all realized the need that um, we don't need to overhype things. I think that it's really about sticking to what is essential. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm I'm sure you you've seen through the work that you do with the T's as well is that people's attention spans are getting shorter; they're not getting longer. Oh yes, and so finding ways to do education in sort of micro learning segments. Hmm. So it's relevant, it's topical, and it's like I get in, get out, and get on with my life. Yep. And if I need something else, I know where to go and get it. Rather than trying to sit through, you know, a two-day product knowledge class. Right. It's just too much. We're we're just not with our six second, you know, attention span, our TikTok scrolling attention span. <laughs> You're adjusting education to what our user behavior is, essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Okay, Olaplex, we all know it stands on its own. Um, It's often called the founder or originator of the bond building category. Mm -hmm. What kind of power stance does that give Olaplex as a brand today in this market? Well, I think that what it does is that Olaplex really has the credibility and the longest experience in terms of bond building technology. Mm -hmm. And I think that you know this this sort of new segment of bond builders has has really grown up around um you know a lot of products that are like we repair bonds we repair bonds and things like that yeah and you know look it's a growing segment everyone wants to jump on the bandwagon and i think that there are a lot of very interesting things out there yeah what i can tell you about you know what, what i like to call the truth about bond building is that None of the other brands on the market can do specifically what Olaplex does. You know, we have a patented proven technology and it's really simple. What Olaplex does is it uses the bisamino molecule to relink two disulfide bonds. Right. No other brand can do that. They all do wonderful things with the ingredients of the technology they have, mm-hmm. but it's different. Yeah. And, you know, in speaking with chemists over the years and working with our R&D department, you know, uh, I was talking to our chief chemist and she said that, you know, when she started back at companies like Lauder and, you know, big companies in R&D departments, the holy grail of hair care or hair chemistry Mm -hmm. was to find a way to repair broken disulfide bonds. Because you see, hydrogen bonds, which are the most plentiful, can break and repair very, very easily on their own. The stronger bonds, which are the ionic or the salt bonds, usually react to pH. So a higher pH can break them down and a lower pH can help them form back together. But a disulfide bond, which is a result of either a lot of heat damage, chemical damage, you know, real strong mechanical damage. um, Once it's broken, they don't reform on their own because a cysteic acid forms on the thing and it's just and then you can't. So what Olaplex is able to do is to go in and connect to one disulfide bond over here and one disulfide bond to here and link them back together. And the reason that linking is important is because when you look at what the bonds do, this is what gives literally the infrastructure of hair. That's what gives it its strength, but also its structure. Hmm. So whether you have straight hair, whether you have wavy hair, curly hair, or super coily hair is driven by the amount of disulfide bonds you have in your hair. Interesting. So for example, curly and coily hair have more disulfide bonds than people with straight hair. And that's because what's happening is the disulfide bonds, it's not connecting just in two dimensions. They're connecting in three dimensions. Ah. So it's kind of like almost like a rope. So depending on how many sulfide bonds you have in your hair and how they are organized and arranged through connecting to all these different millions and millions of connecting points, that's what gives its hair its shape. Wow. Yeah. And people think, oh no, it's just about reversing damage. It's so much more than that. Well, I can tell that you've spent a couple of years in education because that was quite the education. Oh, well. (laughs) I mean, I'd never had anyone explain it or have not absorbed information that way about the bonds and the difference in the texture of the hair as well. So well stated. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, it's exciting stuff. Yeah. And I think that, you know, going back to your original question, which I veered off of, (laughs) I think that the position that Olaplex has is that You know, we are the leader in terms of bond building and hair repair. And what I always like to share with stylists is no matter what color you're using, no matter, you know, what texture, what what products you're using, you always want, and as a hairdresser, okay, as someone who's done color and lighteners and things, you know, for years and years, you want to start and end with strong, healthy hair. Sure. That's the foundation of creativity because, you know, if you start with trashed hair and you try and do something, you're just going to have more trashed hair. Yeah. And all the conditioners and 
treatments in the world it can make it look cosmetically better, mm-hmm. but from a true infrastructure, it's trashed. Yeah. And so why not start with strong, healthy hair yeah. by shoring up, repairing the disulfide bonds, repairing the infrastructure of the hair, utilizing this technology throughout your service so it's constantly in there you know, um, protecting against further damage and then going in and immediately rebuilding and relinking any of those bonds that have been broken Yeah. And then afterwards, continuing to protect the bonds. So, you know, if you're, whether you're bleaching, balayaging, highlighting, you know, permanent color, touch up, whatever you're doing, color correction, Yeah. you need to make sure the hair is in its best condition when you start so that you have it in its best condition when you end. And that to me is the power of Olaplex. Yeah. Again, well stated. And it it seems like an absolute no brainer. Why wouldn't you want your client's hair to be the best it can? Because that makes you, which you are, but appear even more educated more knowledgeable, more credible. You know, your clients are going to come back to you because their hair is better, right? 100%. You know, you can, I don't like to use the word guarantee, but it's kind of that, it's that extra insurance that you know it's that secret sauce that secret ingredient that you know you remember back when you know with the pc revolution you know 20 years ago, yeah. where you know there was that special intel inside chip oh yeah there was that thing that made your hardware run faster and better mm-hmm. that's what olaplex does you know one of our ambassadors likes to say that any hair color formula without olaplex in it is a mediocre formula because you can add Olaplex into your lighteners, your permanent hair color, your your demi-permanent hair color, semi-permanent hair color. You can ease and even use it with direct dyes. Wow. You know, and different ways. And it's completely brand agnostic. You can use it with any hair color, with any brand. And it's that secret ingredient. Yeah. Will absolutely take any color or chemical service to the next level. Yeah. Well stated. We know that Olaplex is a cult product for stylists and consumers, but can you talk to me a little bit about what the brand is doing to put stylists first? I can assume that's a passion of yours, as you noted. (laughs) Absolutely. Olaplex, and part of the reason I joined the company was because Olaplex has a very, very strong pro-first mentality. Everything we do in terms of when we're ideating or creating a product, we have an entire team of people that are out doing research constantly with stylists as well as consumers mm-hmm. to find out what they're looking for. What ideas do they have? You know, what does product performance look like to them? What attributes are they looking for? Working with our R&D department, you know, the education team is very involved in the product development process as a partner, as a stylist partner to our marketing team and our R&D team. So we have stylists in the development process. We have an entire team, an entire network of Olaplex advocates that help us test our products. And I think that, you know, like you said, Olaplex is such it's such a phenomenon. It's got such a cult following yeah. that, you know, salons that carry Olaplex in their salons have the benefit of the incredible consumer awareness. I mean, we have almost 3 million followers across all of our social media. And, you know, what I like to say is the power of Olaplex is not only in its products, but in the fact that it has such widespread consumer recognition. And what we are doing now, you know, with our consumer advertising, we just launched a whole television commercial campaign that was on Amazon Prime and Hulu and YouTube uh, in North America. And it all says, you know, obviously for more information, you can visit olaplex.com or go to your local salon. Okay, interesting, yeah. You know, you can purchase Olaplex in a number of ways, but but the only place you can get an Olaplex treatment or an Olaplex service is through an Olaplex certified salon. Smart. And that's where we want to drive consumers is into salon for the services because that's what salons sell. Salon sell services. Yeah, that's super smart. 
Talk to me a little bit about how the pro services and the products can really help stylists increase their revenue because we want to elevate the pro. We want more money in their pocket as well. Talk to me about that. Sure. It's great to be able to talk about how bringing Olaplex in can be profitable because every salon cuts hair. Every salon does hair color. Yeah. Regardless of what brand they use or what prices they charge. The difference in being able to charge X to Y is the value of service or the value you create within that service appointment. So for example, a neighborhood salon or an express salon might not charge the same prices as a more premium or luxury positioned salon. But again, there's a different value in that. And I think when we talk about value, what are salons able to do to differentiate themselves from other salons? Yeah. So you can carry a certain brand, but then the salon down the street might carry a different brand. And so how does the consumer know the difference? Right. What Olaplex does for the salon is that it elevates the level of their services. So rather than just doing hair color services, you're doing strengthening and repair hair color services with Olaplex. Yeah. It's the addition of you know, the special ingredient that the Olaplex is that if you say, well, you know, what we have done is we've taken all of our hair color services and we've raised the entire category by 15%. And the reason we do that is because we are committed to the integrity and quality and condition of our client's hair. And we want to ensure that every service that leaves our salon is of the highest quality and condition that we can possibly provide. And that's not an option that people can opt out of. Mm -hmm. This is what our salon stands for. And therefore, that's why we have, you know, this category of strength and repairing hair color with Olaplex. Wonderful. Because that's what we're committed to. Yeah. So I believe, you know, when you look at the relative cost of goods or cost per application, of Olaplex because you're literally using a 16th of an ounce in a color formula or, you know, at maximum an eighth of an ounce. And that's a lot of, of number one. When you look at how many applications you get out of a one liter bottle mm-hmm. and you're charging 15% more or whatever, right? you know, obviously that is a ma- that's a maximum profit that you're going to get back yep. with no extra time needed. Right. You're adding it right into the color service. You know, you're able to charge for the quality, you're able to charge for the end result, you're able to charge for the experience. And these days, I, I don't know if I can say Olaplex is a household name, but there's huge broad awareness of that consumers. Yeah. So it's not like something obscure that you have to try and talk a customer into. Right. So we're putting Olaplex to our services because we believe XYZ that every client needs to have the highest quality. Yeah. And that's that's chargeable. You can create a category and set yourself apart from other salons and competition. And like you said, you know, they're going to come back. Yeah. Ultimately, I think that the most important thing is for salon owners is, you know, retaining the clients you have, having new clients referred to you. Yep. Finding ways to increase your service and retail revenue and keeping your staff motivated. And literally Olaplex ticks all those boxes. I love it. Amazing. Um, You know, a couple months ago, we actually had Danielle Frank of Olaplex on to talk about the service line. And we learned a lot. Yes. I really would like to double down and on, you know, some of those pro services and have you walk through them. Um, if our if our listeners need a refresher. So first off, Olaplex number one and number two. Give me a high level on what we're doing with one and two. Sure. Well, one and two were the original products. And number one is our most concentrated form of the Olaplex bond building technology, the bisaminopropyl diglycodemaliate <laughs> molecule. Say that three times fast. Right. But the bisamina molecule, and that is the one that is going to give the most intense application uh, and infusion of the bisamina molecule into the hair. So this is the one that we add into our color formula or 
you can use it as a strength and repair standalone treatment. So you can dilute the number one in water. You spray it through the hair. You run it in. You let it sit to absorb for a few minutes. And then you follow it with number two, whether you're doing it with a service, you know, with a chemical service or as a strength and repair standalone service. What number two does is it goes in and floods the hair again with bisamino Mm. and make sure to really drive the penetration and absorption of that. Follow that with our number four and number five, our number four shampoo and number five, because the standalone treatment, it's not a conditioning service. Okay. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's a, it's a deep end. No, it's not a conditioning. It is a strength and repair treatment. Okay. So you always want to shampoo it out and then follow it with one of our conditioners, such as number five or number eight. Or if you're in the salon, our four-in-one moisture mask, which is an amazing back bar treatment. Yeah. Let's talk about four and one. Let's dive in. <laughs> well, four and one, you know, I think we've all, I mean, as a stylist, I've tried, I, I don't know, countless uh-huh. conditioning <laughs> treatments over the years. You know, some, you know, are, you know, reconstructive, some are hydrating, some are moisturizing and things like that. What four and one does is it it literally will add in, aside from also containing the bisamino molecule, it also delivers essential hydration. Okay. It's delivering essential, you know, wonderful conditioning benefits. It's adding shine and certainly manageability into the hair. And the greatest thing of all is that it's not heavy and it doesn't weigh the hair down. It's incredibly lightweight. Amazing. So- this is something that can be done, you know, you leave it on three to five. You can you can even leave it on longer for maximum absorption into the hair. Okay. But it is wonderful for a beautiful, intensive hydration and conditioning treatment at the back bar. And Olaplex number one, number two, uh, and on our take-home maintenance, home maintenance side, uh, our number three treatment, none of them have any protein in it. Okay. It is working only with the bisamino molecule to go in and relink those disulfide bonds. All right. Love it. What about Olaplex chelating? What is that treatment? <laughs> well, you know, chelating is something that um, it's sort of this little known service. I mean, you know, I think that uh, there's a lot of awareness around it in sort of the late 80s, you know. Oh, Chelating is going in and removing impurities from the hair. So it's deep cleansing. It's detoxifying. Um, You know, there are a number of companies out there that do mineral remover or do, you know, hold up remover and things like that. Yeah. What the Olaplex Mm -hmm. chelating treatment does is it combines the best of all of those. It is not only removing the surface buildup off of the hair and the scalp, but it will also go in and remove nine different kinds of minerals from the hair. Oh. So chlorine, copper, calcium, all of those things that are in your water supply. Yeah. I don't know what the water is like where you live, but you know, in places I've lived, mm-hmm. you know, when I was living in Germany, there was so much calcium in the water okay. that like just the shower doors, you know, after like two days or, you know, you got to keep cleaning it with a special cleaner. Yeah. And all of that's going into your hair and skin as well. Right, right. You know, if you think about all of these things that are depositing inside the cuticle of the hair and lodging there, think about how that's going to make your hair color that you spent several hundred dollars getting. It's going to dull your hair color. It's going to make your hair, the condition of your hair feel dry and brittle. Yeah. And it also can, depending on which minerals are inside the hair, that can go in and start breaking down bonds as well. Okay. So the chelating treatment is this wonderful insulin service that works in as little as 15 minutes at the shampoo bowl. It pulls all of that out. And I swear to you, what you will see is um, a reinvigoration of your hair color because you're getting all of those dull... Think about like cleaning your windshield. Yeah. And your car. It's like, oh, wait, I can see better. <laughs> yeah, I can see better. So I know so many of our Olaplex stylists that when people come in and go, oh, maybe I need more highlights, they're like, wait. And they'll do a chelating treatment. You know, maybe they put them under the dryer to really, you know, 
drive home that that mineral and buildup remover, really get all the stuff out of the hair, and they rinse it. And then suddenly, once all this buildup and gunk is gone, suddenly they're like, they see their hair color again. And it's like, you don't need to go back in and do more highlights, you know, maybe a little bit of a gloss to shine it up a little bit. But the color is still there. It's just was under all this dulling elements. So that's what chelating does. Okay. And then client can take home our 4C shampoo, which is the clarifying shampoo that they can use once or twice a week to maintain that, to keep the buildup off. Keep it out. Pull those minerals from water and, and air pollution out before they get so ingrained into the structure of the hair. Yeah. That's so interesting um, because I feel like, you know, we're starting to talk a little bit more about, you know, like the detoxing of the metals and things like that, our scalp health. But this is really interesting to me. Is it, could it be intimidating for stylists to understand or for them to add to or to teach their clients about? I I think once again, you know, you don't have to overcomplicate it. Yeah. I think that, you know, if anybody thinks about it, I think everybody has experience of having, you know, water, hard water, additives in the water, you know, depending on where you live, you might have well water. I, I remember I once did a, a hair show in Montana, like in Eastern Montana, and there's a lot of copper there and there's copper in the water. And I swear to you, there was no such thing as a cool blonde because <laughs> everybody had that, you know, that copper mineral yeah. in their hair. And you know, the same with chlorine, you know, when you're swimming and things like that, you, you know what that feels like. Right. So I think just really talking to your client about the ability for the stylist to say, hey, let me go in and detox and remove all of that out of your hair because you're about to spend $200, 300 $400, $500 on a color service. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we get everything out yeah. that might impair the color going in and having its best results. But also, once you've done that, because this won't strip color out. Okay. It doesn't have to really just strip color out. What it does is it's going in and removing these minerals and the surface buildup. So you don't want your color to look, after you spent that much money, you also don't want your color to look dull. Right. So in between colors, you know, you can use the 4C at home. Okay. Or you can back, you know, for a, you know, like for people that have, you know, a balayage or a highlight and they're not getting it colored every single, maybe every second or third, you can still do that chelating treatment just at the back basin, hmm. move all that buildup, give it a zhuzh and you're good to go. I love that. I need to be chelated. Is that a word? Everybody does. <laughs> I, I got to tell you too, you know what I, I again, sorry, because I just, I love this product so much. I mean, obviously I have, you know, a lot of white. I, I'm more white. I'm more salt than pepper these days. <laughs> but I also used it on my mom, okay. who's in her 80s, who has all white hair. Okay. And, you know, she takes medicine and things like that. And you know how sometimes, you know, our, our older clients or more mature clients that have white hair, the hair looks a little dull. Sure. Yeah. I did a chelating treatment on her, let it sit. I actually let it sit for about a half an hour. I just put on a cap, let her go about her business. And when I rinsed that and shampooed that out, and I used a little bit of our 4P and 5P, you know, our sort of blonde and silver enhancing shampoo and conditioner, her white hair was so much brighter. Wow. It didn't look dull. It didn't look yellow. Yeah. It just... And the same thing will happen with your blondes as well. So that's kind of a little pro tip for like blonde and silver brightening. Chelating is going to get all that stuff out of the hair that's dulling those delicate tones. Okay. Ooh, I love it. And potentially adding, you know, unwanted warmth or anything to it. So amazing. I love it. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about innovation and where we're going. So any pro services in the line coming up from an innovation standpoint, that stylists can look forward to that you can spill or are we still, you know, under wraps? (laughs) I I will tell you that we do have some very exciting innovation coming next year. So watch this space. Okay. Uh, At this point, it's a little too early to give you specifics, but I hope maybe you will invite us back. um, For sure. You know, maybe in like May or June of next year. So we can give you, a great overview and really spill the tea about <laughs> this amazing, innovative new service that we're going to launch. All right. You got it. 
This was so fun. Thank you so much. We're going to move on to a little section that we call the tease quick takes, if you're up for it. Sure. All right. I'm, I'm really interested in this first one. What was your first ever beauty product, salon professional product that you owned, that you used? And go back in the archives. Mm-hmm. Paul Mitchell Friends and Shine Hairspray. Ooh, okay, great. I like that. It was the 80s. What a time. <laughs> All right. Are you superstitious? And if so, about what? Am I superstitious? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think about what, because there's so many <laughs> different things. I think it's, it's to me, it's more about karma, you know, that, that, that about karma. So it's not like, yeah. you know, step on a crack or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more about, you know, I, I just have learned that, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Yes. Um, don't leave things unsaid. Mm. Um, don't leave things to chance. I like that. So I, I'm just superstitious about, you know, making sure, um, you know, if I ever have to go on stage, I have my own little crazy rituals. Like I need to go and like, just be alone for a minute and just kind of Get my thoughts together, but but really more the superstition around is um, just more about karma and keeping things positive. Yeah, you got to put the good stuff out there because that's the only way it's coming back. I'm with you. <laughs> All right, who would play you in a biopic of your life? Well, you know, I, I you know, depending on which portion of my life, you know, <laughs> you know I, I would love to say it should be George Clooney. I was going to say Clooney, honestly. I was going to say we we share the same hair color. And I would love to see George Clooney play, um, you know, a uh, professional hairdressing educator. Same. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It would probably end up being Joe Pesci, though. You know, with my, <laughs> who knows? You know, going back to karma. We're sticking with Clooney. Okay. All right. What do you consider the ultimate comfort food? Oh, well, you know, there is just nothing better than, oh, there's two things, um, homemade macaroni and cheese uh, or um, just a big old homemade pot of like spaghetti and meatballs or something, you know, just so good. You know, it's all carb loaded, you know, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent, or, or a chocolate cupcake, one of the two. Okay, oh, we'll take them all. It sounds like a feast. <laughs> all right, last one. Say you are on a deserted island and you can only bring three beauty products. What are you bringing? Well, I'm going to bring my Olaplex 4C. Okay, because obviously, if I'm on a desert island and I don't know, you know, I, I'm sure there might be a freshwater spring, but obviously, I'm going to be going in the water and the salt sea and things. Mm-hmm. So I want to keep my hair and, you know, looking great <laughs> as it gets. So it's not getting long and scraggly and damaged. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I would absolutely want to bring sunscreen. Okay. Um, and let's see a third one. Wow. Hmm. That'd be a tough one. Um, not sure. I mean, you know, after sunscreen, I mean, conditioner. Conditioner. All right. You know, our number five conditioner. Okay. You know, again, because if I'm using 4C, I want to make sure and put that essential hydration in the hair. Hair. Uh, yeah, and sunscreen, you know, a number, like a number 30 or a number 50 sunscreen. All right. All good choices. Thank you. <laughs> Any parting words as we say goodbye for now? <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I have any sort of pearls of wisdom or anything. Um, I just really, I just want to thank you sure. for all the great work that you do for Stylus and for our community and for our industry. Um, I, I think that the best thing that I've been, I've been thinking a lot about lately is with so many, you know, there's so many opportunities, so many different, you know, channels of social media. Um, and I just think it's such a great time for stylists yeah. to be able to share their work, share their creativity. And I know some people get, you know, self-conscious. Like, oh, I don't think my work is that good. Right. doesn't matter. I think that right. just join the conversation. I think the way we're going to grow as an industry is for everyone to join the conversation. Right. Because the answers are out there. And I think that as we continue to develop the community, I think the better we'll all be as an industry and we'll keep it growing and keep it growing strong. Keep it growing strong. Put it up on a pedestal. Like, let's go. We've got a long runway in front of us. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's a fun 
glitter filled disco ball lit runway that we love. Love it. (laughs) Well stated. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a true pleasure. Kelly, for me as well. It was so wonderful speaking with you. And thank you to all the listeners out there. And, you know, again, anything you need, you can, you can find us at olaplex.com, especially for our pro site. Um, And you can chat with us there or email us and let us know what questions you have or on social media. Amazing. I mean, wasn't John fun? So good. He is just a ball of excitement. I could have talked forever. He is sassy and silly and funny and dang, what a history in the industry. We are lucky to know him. And I'm dare I say, Olaplex is lucky to have him. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volume up at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to Josh Landowski and Nathan Folks for the custom Volume Up theme song. And thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.